Amen. Amen. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Glory to God. Gather yourself. My goodness. Oh, I'm in your way. <laughs> all right. Everybody doing? All right. All right. I'm gonna check. Where the oil at today? Where is the oil? Where is the oil? I'm talking about the anointing oil of God. Where is it at? On, on this side? I mean, I mean, the oil of joy? Is it oil of joy over here? We are believers, right? I want to make sure. Man. My goodness. You know me. I got to check the atmosphere first. Make sure all the spirits are in line. Because man is a spirit who lives in a body, who possesses a soul. Amen. But man is a spirit. He just has flesh, but he's not flesh, but he has flesh. Amen. Man. And the flesh has works. The flesh has works. Y'all all right? Y'all ready? This Bible study. We come to learn. Jesus said, come and learn of me. Y'all might see me doing a little limping today. I, got, I had a little issue uh, at Built the Worship on my knee, okay? But I believe God. I'm healed in my spirit, but my flesh don't want to cooperate. All right? Okay? I'm, I'm healed, but in my spirit, I'm healed. But my flesh, like, no, nah, okay, we're going to talk to you. But that's all right. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. The main thing he can't stop is my mouth. See, that's the... That's what he tried. He tried to distract you all kind of ways. Last week, I, I couldn't sleep for 24 hours. I had to come and teach, right? All right? This week, he tried to get me with my body. Guess what? I'm here. Hello. <laughs> Good to see everybody. All right. Uh, Proverbs 12, 1. Minister. We want to make sure we get it right because... I have to teach today. So that if I have to teach, that means you, you come to learn. Right? You, you didn't come to scrutinize. You, you didn't come with a critical spirit. You came to hear the voice of God. Amen? I told you a lot of times Satan hides behind your voice. That's why you don't know who's talking. Sound like you. Then he, he gets you to feel. I told you, when you think, when you have a thought, there's an emotion attached to that thought. And then with that emotion, there's a corresponding action that follows that thought. Isn't that right? Okay. All right. Somebody call your name. You get mad. You heard first what they said. You thought about it. Then you got mad. There's a corresponding action. Okay. You might have some road rage. You get mad, you're driving, somebody, you, you have a thought, then you have a corresponding action, you grab that wheel a little harder. Right? See, you, your emotion follows by a corresponding action. But you're believers. That means you love. Then there should be a corresponding action to your love, to your thoughts. Ain't amen? Uh, what have we been teaching on for the last six weeks? This will be week number seven battle of the new mind 
Not the old mind. It's the battle for the new mind. That mind of Christ. How does it function? How does it respond? What's the behavior? What's the characteristics? Yeah? All right. Cause now you're a new creation. Let's read this first so we can get it, get it right. Still yourself. Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. To learn, you must love discipline. Mm. It is stupid to hate correction. All right. And who he corrects, he loves. Who he chases, he loves. You love your children. You don't just let them grow up and think and do whatever they want, do you? You correct them, right? Sometimes with words and sometimes with the rod. Because you love them. You're trying to direct them in a certain thought pattern. Correct? You got to get your kids first. You got to get them real soon. I told you, at two-year-old, when you asked them, did you take that piece of candy? And they said no. How did they know to say no? How did they know to lie? No one taught them. They didn't go to school for that. But in order for them to lie, to say no, they will have to know the truth. Isn't that right? Just like you. In order for you to lie, you have to know the truth. Amen? So it's within their nature. I'm going to show you where that started too. See, every time we come in, we should never think, oh, I got it. I got it. No, no, I don't have it. I need some more. You have a piece. You have a part. But he says, Everything that we learn on this side of eternity is in part. You just read that right there. Right? So today, let's get another part of the piece. Amen? You got a part of life right now that's going to end. But the other part of life is called eternity. The real life. This is a temporary. This is just a part. This is just a rehearsal. See how you're going to treat people. Yeah, because you're not going to treat people like in heaven like you treat them here. You're not going to do that. Okay, so it would behoove you to get it right now. This is a rehearsal, right? All right. Oh, I got I got a lot of stuff to scuff with you all today. And I'm trying to find out. I want to go into the mind, but I want to I want to I want to do it by revelation. I want to pull back the veil on some things. All right. And we have to see how the enemy has infiltrated you. Okay. Let me get my, let me get my computer up. And I'm going to show you something. Yeah. If you don't know how the enemy got in, you can't stop him from getting in. If you don't know how the thief came into your house, you can't stop him from coming into your house. All right. So he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. True? Okay. Well, I want to see something right here. You want to know what's going on? Always go back to Genesis. If you go back to Genesis, you'll, you'll see what happened. Hmm. Hold on here. Look at that. He know the... Voice of his daughter. <laughs> Is that to me? Oh, no, they know the voice. You know, you can have 
penguins. It's like 10,000 of them out. And they're all chirping. But its mother knows the voice of his chick. And they're all chirping at the same time. Isn't God wonderful? How do you see God? Do you, do you see him just as, you know, um, you know, I need something. He's there. How we haven't taken the time to see the splendor and the majesty of his creation. Husband, look at your wife's eyes. Just if you got, if you're married, go ahead. Look at your wife's eyes or you soon to be. Look at their eyes. Look, just look at it. Turn around and look. Look at their eyes. There you go. You are looking, you are looking at the most sophisticated camera ever created. You are looking at the most sophisticated camera ever made, ever made in creation. I know you got your little iPhone and it's got a nice camera that can do all this and whatever megapixel, but it cannot opt the eye. It can't trump the eye. And this is what they're trying to get to, that perfection. It's beautiful. So you got to stop a minute and look at the splendor and the wonder of God in his creation. Tiffany, raise your hands. Tiffany is with child right now. I mean, do you realize the chemical, the biological chemistry that's happening while she's sitting there right now? I mean, she's carrying another individual inside of her. And it knows exactly the day of its appointment to come into this time. I mean, and the doctor can only give you an estimate. But that baby knows exactly its time when it's going to come. It's conscious right now in the womb. It can hear you. Read. Speak to your child now because it's a spirit. Hello? See, the connection don't come after. It comes while He's in the womb. Yeah. Just like the earth right now. You're in the womb right now. You're going to be birthed into eternity. Okay. All right. Okay. See, it's how you see God. It's how you think about him. I mean, she has a life. And that was you at one point. She's carrying the seed, the promise inside of her. Y'all understand what's happening? I just don't want us to not really understand the beauty of God in his creation. Got to stop sometime. Man. All right. So we're in the season, huh? We're in the season, right? <laughs> Let me show you something first. Can I show you all something before? Because I do want to discuss Christmas for a second. Can I do that? My job as a pastor is to teach you and lead you to the path of righteousness. Okay? All right. I want to show you something. Go to Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy 14, 2. 
You said it, said it right. <laughs> you ready? Deuteronomy chapter 14 and verse 2. For you are a holy people, set apart to the Lord your God. Stop. Who are we talking to? Okay. <laughs> what did I teach y'all what a Jew was? A person that hardest toward God. It's obedient to God. It tells you it's not from your ethnicity. It's not about your mother and your father. It's one that believes God. Hebrew just means one that has crossed over. Amen. That should be everybody. Okay, he's talking to us right now. All right. For you are a holy people. Set apart, right? Go ahead, minister. Set apart to the Lord your God. Mm. And the Lord has chosen you to be a peculiar people to himself. Above all the nations on the earth. Okay. So that means that if that is true, then you're not going to look just like the world. You're not going to look just like them. You're going to look peculiar. You're not going to look the same. You're not going to do the same. You're not going to behave the same. You are a peculiar people called out by God. Called out, that is the church. That's what it means. It simply means the called out ones. Okay? Catholic. That just means church universal. Okay? Just letting you know. So we got to make sure we understand what, what that is. You are the ecclesia. You are the called out ones. You have to, you have to first establish who you are. Before Jesus did anything, when he got baptized with the Holy Spirit and in the water, the first thing that the Heavenly Father said is that you are my son who I am well pleased in. I'm going to establish before you do any miracles, anything that you are my son. This is my sonship with you. You are my son. You are a holy people. Set aside. See, but if you don't think right, if your thinking is not right, you won't be able to see that. So if you can't think right about that, you won't be able to have the emotion that's attached to it, nor the corresponding action to follow. You are a holy people. You're peculiar. You're not going to look like everyone. All right. No, what they try to do is say, oh, that's a cult. Can't y'all know? See, a cult is worship to an individual or a thing. And I know when you came in here, you heard all praises to God. Amen. Not pastor. You'll cause a man to get struck down when you start worshiping him. The angels told him to get up, get up. Uh, -uh. I'm a man just like you. Don't worship me. So you can't be worshiping angels either. Hello? All right. Okay. See, you got to get things straight when it comes to us as believers. We are peculiar people. But when you follow the ordinances of God, when you are, you, when you are committed, to the ordinances of God, you don't look the same right. to people in your family. 
This is why you have to be a God pleaser and not a people pleaser. I'm going to show y'all some stuff. Y'all ain't ready today. Y'all ready? All right, all right. I'm just letting you know. So you, gotta, you, got, you have to understand some things um, when it comes to how we are to function as the body of Christ. Okay? Pick up your cross. That, that, what, what is he saying? Pick up your cross. You are now ready. Your thinking is right. You can't pick up the cross if you think, I'm a, okay, hold on. I'm going to try to. I'm going to limp right on in this thing, but I'm good. I'm going to keep moving. Listen. Finish that part B where it said, right there where, after the semicolon. And the Lord has chosen you to be a peculiar people to himself. Above all the nations on the earth. Above all the nations. All the nations of the earth. Nations, nationality, people. He has chosen you to be a peculiar person. You're not going to look the same. One, it's because you do keep and know the ordinances of God. But see, when you keep the ordinance of God and not the world, folks, that's when they establish you as a cult instead of a, a peculiar people who have been called out for the service of God. But I'm going to show you what happens to you along the way. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. This is this is and I have to talk about this, this thing with Christmas. I, I have to go in here uh, be, before because some of you have to make a decision. I mean, this is what gets me now. You have to be careful who's teaching you. You have to be careful of the internet. Don't let it be your teacher. Don't let it be your teacher. Okay? Not, not without the Holy Ghost. Because you can hear people, you know, scholars. They got the institute of whatever. And they, they, they write on their theology over here. Really great. That's really good. That's good. But for some reason, when it comes to Christmas, I forget all scripture. Listen, if you want to know something, find the origin of it. Then once you find the origin, find the entomology of the word itself. That is how a word changes throughout time. Okay, so you got to understand, when did, it, when did it originate? It did not originate, you know, just like, you know, 200 years ago. It changes. I said the entomology of the word. It changes through time. Same meaning though. So in essence, what is this? We know it's Christ and the Christos, the Christ, the, the Messiah. We then you get the Latin in there and all that. That's gonna mess you up. What happens is man. Man gets involved, and the word interprets itself. It doesn't need you to interpret it, Martin Luther, whoever else. Yeah, good, good, good. <coughs> okay, all right. 
So you, you get people online and, you know, they're saying, you know, Jeremiah 10. Come on, y'all know it. Yeah, yeah we're going to go there. Don't worry. But I'm going to help you on that too. <sighs> okay, know the origin of what you do. Know the origin of your faith. Okay? Know the origin of your faith. So where did the first Christmas tree, that, that word, you know, it came from Germany. And, and it, it won't about Christ. See, what we do is make an amalgamation of what we want to do. We take a little from here and a little from there. We mix it all up and say, it's for you, God. Okay. He know my heart. Ain't that what we say? I'm not worshiping it. I mean, if I break it really, I could just scare y'all today. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Nah. No, because your families is involved and you don't want to hear that. I ain't going to mess with y'all. Y'all love them. And that's okay. We're supposed to be lovers of the truth. Right? The Bible says having a form of godliness, but denying the very power in itself. Right? So, Christmas tree, if I want to, if I cut through all the stuff. It's really phallic worship. It's really phallic worship. Okay. Y'all want truth? Y'all come to learn, right? You want to know why we don't celebrate and why you shouldn't. And if God said do it, you better believe I'm going to do it. But if he said don't do it, I ain't doing it. I don't care what my mom and them did. I don't care what, the, you know, my denomination said is okay. No, no, you want truth. See, you got to go to the root of the thing. Where did it come up? Why does the church do the same thing that the world do? And they're not worshiping your God. Why? I heard these people saying, it's just a tree. And you're not, you're, you're not bowing down. But I said, every time you bend down to put a present underneath it, you're bowing to it. Y'all want truth? Let's see if that's what the Bible says, okay? I'll take you to there. I'll take you there. So, and, and, and really, it's just, it's phallic worship. Oh, my God. And do you know how deep that type of of Mesopotamian Canaanite worship. It, think, it goes all the way back to Nimrod. This is not new. What we do is not new. There is nothing new under the sun. It just changes throughout time. Zeus, Jupiter, same God. One's Greek, one's Roman. Same God. And then every God... In, in, in the, um, pan, in, I would say in the uh, demigods or, or how you want to put it, in, in that world which you don't know, every God has a male and female aspect of it. See, this is why you get people saying that, you know, Holy Spirit, the feminine side of God. See, that's from pagan roots. 
See, this is, and we don't understand these type of things. So you go to, the, to Walmart and you see it and somebody coming and they start talking to you. Did you know God was a woman? Maybe it ain't happened to you yet, but it will. They got people walking all around. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of God, Son of Man. Well, the biggest thing that was going on in the days of Noah was paganism. Witchcraft. All of these things was going on. So he's telling you, in this time, this is what's going to be rising up now. Churches got, you know, psychics on their board. Y'all say y'all came for the truth, right? Christmas trees. It's just phallic worship. An obelisk. You know the one down there with Martin Luther King in, down in Norfolk? What is that? It's an obelisk. That is phallic worship. On your church steeples. Oh, you don't want to hear it. On a church steeple. It's phallic worship. What's wrong, y'all? Y'all upset? Y'all don't know this? See, the demonic and Satan is so integrated in the church that we can't see anything. And symbolism is simply a language that you refuse to understand. Okay. It's true. So, um, Paleo-Hebrew was all symbols, pictures that migrated that through the entomology. Now you got the A. I'm just saying, the Alaf, it comes all the way down. It started first as a picture. Ain't that right? But it changes. But it's still the same. See, but throughout, see, in the garden, ain't nothing changed from the garden. Go to Genesis, uh, go, go, go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Let me get in there. We're not getting in, we're not even on the topic today. I just got to clear up some things first. Can we do that? All right, let me clear up a few things first. Go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2 at verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life. And man became a living being. Okay. He became. Read it again. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life. And man became a living being. And the King James says a living soul. That word in the Hebrew is nephesh. And man became a living nephesh. Okay? Well, why is that so important? Why is that so important? Because nephesh means this. It means soul. It means life. It means person. Watch this. It means mind. It means heart. It means creature. It means body. It means himself. It means yourself. It means dead. It means will. It means desire. It means man. A living nephesh. 
It means appetite. So Satan, in the garden, once he became a living nephesh, a living mind. Now that means I can plant my seed for your desires, your appetite, your lust. I can now appeal to you. Before man is a spirit. None of those things. None of those things can be thwarted by your spirit. This is why in Galatians say, and these are the works of the flesh. What's that? Galatians what? 13.5? Go there. I'm, I'm letting you know how he got in. I'm letting you know how he got in. When you became a living soul. That's where your will is. Yes, it does. Put the dots together. That's where your will is. And to serve God, you have to exercise your will. So that's appealing to your adversary. That's how he got in. I told you, if you don't know how he got in, how are you going to get him out? What has to be renewed? The mind. What The mind has to be renewed on the daily. Daily sanctification. When you got saved, your, your, your spirit was rejuvenated. It's with God. It's going to be with God. But your soul, the way you think, your mind, your will, and your emotions. This is how he comes through you. Y'all getting it? Do I need to step it down some? Okay. I'm, I'm, what, I'm talking about Christmas, y'all. Okay. I'm talking about the spirit of Christmas. Okay. Okay. All right. They, they don't want to hear it. I need y'all to know something. There is a philosophy, there is a psychology behind Christmas and Easter and all these holidays, right? That most Christians do not understand. They don't understand what to do and they don't understand why they do what they shouldn't do. Okay, I'm going to say it again. They, uh, uh, listen, as Christians, a lot of us don't understand why we do what we do and why we don't do what we should do. I want to make sure you understand what you should do and why you're doing it. Hello? All right. It's all in the word. Well, let's go here. Let's. Okay. It's. I'm going to show you this one. It's, it's, but it's my heart. God knows my heart. That absolutely he does. Go here. Go to 2 Samuel. Get ready. We're going to do this one right here. Let me see what God say about this. Go to 2 Samuel 6. Amplified. Start at verse 1. 
and just continue. I'll tell you when to stop. So I want you to go to the word. I want you to go. We're going to go to the word. Amen. Second Samuel chapter six at verse one. Remember, he, he knows the intent of your heart. He knows the intent of your heart. Okay, go, go. Okay, go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. Go ahead. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel. Here we go, chosen. 30,000. And he arose and went with all the people who were with him to Baal Judah, Kiriath Jerem, to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts. Mm who sits enthroned above the cherubim. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill with the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord with all their might, mm. with songs, lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. Listen to that worship. All his men did. Look at the worship. So you go to churches, some churches, oh, we don't play instruments. Y'all see, already you're out of, you know, order. Amen. How many of y'all been to churches like that? They, they play no, they have no instruments. Okay, see that? We got a few. They no instruments. Okay, come on. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, mm -hmm. Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled and shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for touching the ark. And he died there by the ark of God. Hold on. No, 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 no. God knows your heart. He knows, he knows my heart. He knows that tree is representing you. I'm just, no. When God lays down an ordinance, this is what a believer does. When he decree an ordinance, it is not to be disobeyed it's not about he knew his heart he knew my heart he knew my heart when I'm hanging up this stuff he knew it he knew my heart what you don't know is the origin so you don't know God's heart do y'all understand sound like he sound like he had a good heart the donkey triple, and I'm going to know what the presence of God, I know what houses, how precious it is, and I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. I know what you said, but I'm going to do it anyway because you know my heart. I'm here to help it. You saw the animal, it stumbled. He absolutely knows your heart. But them that keep his ordinance, if you love me, he said, you will keep my commandments, my directions. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. See, it looked like a good thing, didn't it? It looked like a good thing. It looked like it's good. This is for God. Yeah. Continue. 
Verse 8. David was grieved and offended because the Lord had broken forth upon Uzzah. And that place is called Perez Uzzah. Hold on. You done killed or took the life of a person. And now I got an offense against you, God. This the king. Okay, he didn't go run to nobody. He, he talked to God. He took his complaint to God. He didn't go all to the army. Stop playing. Now, this is wrong right here. Y'all see what God did? This is wrong. He's an unjust God. No, he's a God of covenant. Hello? Continue. And that place is called Perez Uzzah, the breaking forth upon Uzzah mm. to this day. Mm. David was afraid of the Lord that day. Okay, he changed his mind now. He came to his senses. He started thinking. Now, he was offended. Because he, in his heart, he didn't see what was wrong. But God had already said and decreed, who is to touch the ark? Only the priest. Only who he designated could touch the ark. Come on. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? Hold on. Listen. He was upset. Then he had fear. But the ark represents what? The presence of God. After how I just felt and what I thought in my heart, how can it come to me? The ark represents the presence of God. Come on, come on, come on, David. Come on. So David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to him into the city of David. Mm -mm. But he took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom. He didn't take it where, he, where it was supposed to go because of his heart. Hold on, I know God. Hold on, mm -mm. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to redirect this. Now continue. Into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Mm -hmm. And the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months. Ninety days. Three. Ninety days. Come on. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. What blessed him? The presence of God. David took it to his house, not his house, but to his other man's house. And he knew the power of, of what the presence of God could do. He's experienced it. Amen. See, now, see, that's different. Say, when you go and spend the night at somebody's house. Because you were you at your job because of the presence of God on you. You are now the Ark of the Covenant. Aren't that, don't you house the presence of God? Yeah. You are the temple now of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Oh, man, y'all. Come on, come on. And it was told King David, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David, with rejoicing. 
And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, mm. he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. Mm. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, clad in a linen ephod, a priest's upper garment. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord. All the house. With shouting oh. and with the sound of the trumpet. trumpet. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, David's wife, looked out of the window mm -hmm. and saw King David leaping and dancing before mm. the Lord. Mm. And she despised him in mm. her heart. Oh, hold on. See, you can be, that can be reacting here. You see people here worshiping, praising it. You sitting there, they're like just upset. Why is she doing that again? Can somebody sit star down or teacher? Why is Whitney yelling? Okay, see, this is what we do. You despise. See, it's, it's only one story. But the whole house worshiped God. And you shouldn't be she looking around. You should have been worshiping too. Don't you see what's coming down? And that's your husband. See the house divided? Watch it. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. They brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent which David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name and presence of the Lord of hosts mm. and distributed among all the people the whole multitude of Israel, both to men and women, to each a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, each to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And his wife, Michael, daughter of Saul, mm -hmm. came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who stripped himself of his kingly robes and uncovered himself in the eyes of his servants' maids, as one of the worthless fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. Mm. David said to Michael, It was before the Lord. Uh, who did y'all hear that? What he did was before the Lord, not people. It was before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his house to appoint me <laughs> as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord. Y'all wait. Therefore, will I make merry in pure enjoyment before the Lord? I will be still more lightly esteemed than this and will humble and lower myself in my own sight and yours. But by the maids you mentioned, I will be held in honor. Mm. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Do y'all see this? See, you curse your own self. So you better be careful when you see people worshiping and you're not and you got an attitude. They just too loud. She shut her own womb up. She shut her own womb up. So. The things that were supposed to come out of her could not. Okay, y'all ain't ready. All right. Jesus. Okay. All right. Go, go to. Yeah, man. Go to. It was. 
I, I just want to show y'all something. Go to Isaiah 9, 6. <laughs> hey, Dana. Go to Isaiah 9, 6. I want to show you something. In case y'all know. You, you've probably seen it before. We're going we to keep it moving. Isaiah chapter 9 at verse 6. Mm. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. So for you who don't believe in the Trinity, it just told you. All three are represented right there. All three are represented right before you. For to us a child is given. To us a son is given. I can break that all down. We've got time today. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be Wonderful Counselor. Who is your counselor? All right. Mighty God. <laughs> no mistake. Everlasting Father. Who is the Everlasting Father? Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahovah, that is him. He's telling you right there. Of eternity, the prince, who is the prince of peace? That's right. How can that be? This, now we got all this talk about the Trinity. And he just told you he is right there. That's Isaiah. Nine six. In case y'all see, you need to have an answer for these people. Right there, boom. Right there. All right, all right. Oh man. Woo! Can I go here? Can I go here first? Since we talking about Christmas. <laughs> Since we talking about Christmas, you know you've been. Uh, yeah. SRA. Anybody know what SRA means? What it stands for? Satanic Ritual Abuse. Okay. Y'all said y'all come to learn today. So we just think, you know, Christmas is just, it's just, it's just a wonderful thing, right? It's good. We get to see family. Right? Hey, family is good, I guess, most of the time. Right? Right? Family's good most of the time. So, 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 let's see here. Let's see here. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Y'all hold on tight. Y'all go ahead. All right. Hold on. All right. Do I? What do? Woo! That's right, we got Hanukkah tonight at 7. Come back, we're going to find out the real meaning of Hanukkah. I'm going to find out why Jesus was there. Amen. Amen. So come back, 7 o'clock tonight, and for the next seven nights after this, we'll be here. Amen? Amen. All right. So, (laughs) hold on. Okay. All right. 
So, <laughs> I said it's Christmas, right? This is what they're, the world is saying, right? Giving gifts, right? Yeah. Singing, right? Lighting the candles, right? Yeah. yeah. Feasting and all that, yeah. Merry, merry, merry making, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And you know what? For real, y'all, for real. The world is absolutely right. They're not wrong. It's just called Saturnalia. It's just called Saturnalia worship. No, they're absolutely right. Because everything that I just said, that's what they do. And this supersedes Christmas way before. Y'all missing it. Saturnalia. Worship. Saturn. That was a god. So the things that you see happening, and it's a spirit. It's just so great. It's what, it was festival. So the world is right. They're absolutely right. This is what they're doing. They're going to have nice parties. They're going to get drunk. They're going to have illicit sex, right? This is what happens. This is part of the festival. This is, it's really, listen, Saturnalia. The Yule. Yule worship. This, This supersedes way before Christ ever came on the scene. How did we adapt to it? How did we adopt to it? See, I told you, you should know the origin of what you do. Every bell, every light, every ornament has an origin and what it means. It doesn't matter what you think that it means. But it has a meaning. And this is, he meant well to protect the ark. Okay, no, we're going to go talk to Yahweh. So what we're going to do, we're going to learn the way of the heathens. So to talk to, this is Aaron, and in order to talk to Yahweh, we're going to wait for Moses. We're going to wait, we're going to create a calf, and we're going to talk to God through this mediation of the calf. What happened? See, it's still man's way of saying how I'm going to get into the presence of God. How many people lost their lives that day? 3,000. See, we, no, no, you get emotional. It's not, I'm going to show y'all some more stuff if I can. Oh, this is still about how you think. I'm still talking about the battle for the new mind. It's called satanic ritual abuse. It's what it is designed to do. And the church has fallen for it. It's not new. Then they get mad. I'm going to show you why they get mad. See, Saturnalia is, oh, okay, I'll give you another part of it. How how many of y'all seen the purge? Saturnalia worship. But they call it the purge. They call it the purge. See, you being, I told y'all, movies are a spell. Uh, I know. So, but I'm, I'm telling you, he told you, protect your eye gate and your ear gate. Some of y'all might not know what that is, but I'm going to help you. It's, it's the purge. It's a movie. So, it's anarchy. 
So for one night, you can kill anyone, rape anyone, violate anyone. And then there's no, listen, there's no judgment. For one day, you get to do this. That's Saturnalia worship. But they made a movie out of it. One, two, three, and four. Everybody going to see it. Yeah. And y'all don't realize that's, what, that's what's happening. Oh, and my, I told you I'm going to unveil some things for you today. All right. Can I see it? So I show y'all. So in Saturnalia, they would take, this is what they would do. They would take the slaves. And, and actually, even the slaves... You know, at that time, the, the slave master would switch roles, and they had to serve their slaves. All this is for a day. And then they would take that most afflicted person in that community, whatever he was distorted, whatever, mental, whatever, and they would kind of like make him king for the day so he could do what he wanted to do. And all these festivals... The, all of these festivals, the, the winter solace, that's really what started on the 21st to January the 2nd. That, that's where you get your, your 12 days. The 12 days of Christmas, my true love. Okay, see there? That's really, you singing the song, but that's where it comes from. That's what it is. Okay, it's the 12 days of Christmas. It's the 12 days. This is what they did. They gave gifts. That's why we're telling you in the song. It's all about, listen, fertility. It's the summer, it's the winter solstice. It's, it's the three days of the darkest time, and, the, and it's the rising of the king. See, Jesus was in the grave for three days. See, they, they, then his, it's really a rising of the sun, the awakening of the sun. But then you'll see it in, in, in with, with Jesus in the, in the Catholics and, you know, that's baby Jesus. No, that's soul invictus. Watch the rays coming off his head. They tell you right there, but you can't see it. Baby Jesus. And I told you how you can tell a cult is that they worship image idols. They, they worship things or a person. Not God. The Pope is called the vicar of God. The only person that can speak to God. Y'all don't want to. Do, do y'all want to learn some stuff? I told you that's what a cult does. They have an object that they worship. Everything is symbolism with them. Jesus still on the cross. No, Jesus has not on the cross. He's risen. Okay. All right. Teacher, I'm just trying to give, this is just not really, the, just trying to go in there a little bit. Help y'all with people and your family and y'all have understanding of what's really happening in the world that you live in. Okay? It's called the spirit of Christmas. I'll show you. This is what we, we got to understand some things. All right. Woo. 
I want y'all to be accountable. When you meet God, because you will, you're not going to be judged on your sin. You're going to be judged on what did you do with the word that you heard. Now you hear, you hear what God is saying about these types of things and what pleasing. He got examples in there for us to follow. Yet tradition is what blinds man. Then the body of Christ is just, we're in a bad, we're in a bad situation. I'm going to help us with some things here. Before I go, it's a, it's a scripture that I want to go in. But I want to say something first, though. Um, go to Deuteronomy 18. Y'all learning? You glad you came? Yeah? All right. So God is really speaking. He wants us to not be ignorant of these things. It's not hard. But see, Christmas and all these holidays, your emotions are attached. See, so he got in to your soul. That's where the seed was planted, in your soul. Where your mind, your will, and your emotion is. That's how he got in. Come on. Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 13, Amplified. Remember, hold on, remember. (laughs) We're on our way to where? Shemayim, heaven, right? When they exited Egypt, they were on their way to where? The promised land. But on the way to the promised land, this is where all of these Giants, Nephilim, these were all the occultists. This is where all the enemies of God were in the land. So right now, we're on our journey to heaven. This is why you have to have a shepherd. Moses was the shepherd. He had experience. Before he went into the wilderness, he had 40 years in the wilderness before. Okay? So when he got them out, he knew what he was up against. All right. I came out of the occult, so I know what we're up against. I was listening. I was listening. Amen. I'm going to do it. I was listening to. See, you got you, you to have the Holy Spirit because you can't just do this. Because I was, I was listening. He's a, he's a believer now, but he used to be a witch. Used to be a high priestess in his coven. And see, when you are a high priest in your coven, what is required of you is that you go out and get two more people so they can start another coven under you. You see it in the church. They copy everything. They copy everything. Go and preach and make disciples. So he's a minister of light, false light, and he goes out and makes disciples. Masqueraded, his ministers are masquerading as ministers of light. (sighs) Okay. This is a teacher on Halloween, too. (laughs) All right, here we go. 
<laughs> that right there just how 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 can we be? So where was I at? Okay. Well, I'm talking about that witch. But he's a Christian now. He's a believer now. And he said when he was a practicing warlock, which, see, Christmas to them, Christmas, death of Christ, they loved it. They, see, he was like, this is what we do. And then not only do what we do, we before we actually do all the things, you know, the eating and having the festivities and everything, we cast spells. We sing songs. We invoke spirits. See, this is the church is so blind to what's really happening because you're so emotional. Instead of saying, what is the truth? This man and myself can tell you how that kingdom works. And when I see it working in you, and I approach you, you get upset. That should tell you. It's darkness. Light can't stand. The two never meet. The two can never commingle. I just need you to stand in the light. In truth. So, he said, when he came to be a Christian teacher, and he saw all of the same stuff that he worshipped when he was a witch, he said, that causes a stumbling block now to me. Yeah. It make me think things that I shouldn't think because I know the truth of what they're hanging. I know the truth of what they're doing. I know the truth. He said, it, caused, it can be a stumbling block. You got the pastor saying, it's okay. God understand. You don't know God. So this is what he's saying. So he said, I came out of that. I came out of that. And then when I come to the light, it's still there. And no one wants to hear me say the truth of what they're doing. They're justifying what they're doing. They go to Jeremiah 10 and they start reading it. And true... And true, and true, it's not a Christmas tree. I know, because see, if you understood the understanding of phallic worship, if you understood what they were making out of it, did something happen? Oh, okay. You would understand what they were making. They were making an actual idol out of the tree to worship. Oh, you! it's not worship if you don't. Pray to it and worship it. I'm just going to wear the pentagram around my neck. But I ain't really believing. See, but see how, see how, see how, see how you're blinded. He said you are to run from the very presence of sin. Oh, my God. I told you it's idols, it's, it's amulets and all these types of things. So he said... When he got there, it caused a stumbling block because he kept seeing it all in the church. I know the meaning of that. I know why you got the reef on the door. Do you really understand that? That's so old. 
That's so old. He said, watch this, see, they, don't, they ain't going to believe. It's really foods, food or an offering to the, to the elves. See, in our mind, we're like, elves? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? The ring of the Lord, Lord of the Rings, all this stuff? Y'all, <laughs> see, you've been under the spell. You don't think it's real. You, you don't really want to know the truth. Of what's happening, but he's all he's showing you in movies. Art imitates life. But it's your lens, it's how it's your thinking and understanding of it. That you have to have wisdom of God when you start studying the word of God. Because you'll end up with two types of books. You got the Testament of Solomon and you have the Wisdom of Solomon. These two books. One's good, one's not. One's good because in the original King James 1611, the Wisdom of God was in there. But all of a sudden it's gone. So now you can get the Testament of God. This is where you find out all the witchcraft stuff. Look at everybody like, well, I can't go find that. You better be careful. I study. And I want to make sure I know the truth. And then when I come to present you with the truth, Holy Spirit has given me to give to you. You have to be careful. So he said, what won him over is that these Christians that friended him, these Christians that befriended him, they didn't condemn him, but they ministered to him in love. He said, yeah, you got mad at first. He got mad. He got mad. He got mad. But it was something about the seed that he kept planting in him. It was a seed they kept planting. Some days went good. Some days didn't. It's just that us as believers, we just don't really believe. We don't really we don't, really, we don't really believe this. We don't believe this right here. Minister, read this. He said what, what won them over, what won him over was their love. This is why we talk about loving here so much. That that's what wins. Love never fails. Ain't nobody make you do nothing. The thing you need to check is stop checking each other and check your love. Your love. Don't check their love. Check your love. Now, once you're located your love, you need to make an exchange to God's love. Because your love has limitations, boundaries. God's love has none. Okay? All right. Read, minister. Read, Deuteronomy minister. chapter 18 and verse 9. When you come into the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of these nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, or who uses divination, or is a soothsayer, or an augur, or a sorcerer, mm -hmm. or a charmer, or a medium, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And it is because of these abominable practices Go ahead. 
that the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You shall be blameless and absolutely true to the Lord your God. You hear that? He didn't say none of those things weren't real, did he? Oh, they are real. And I need y'all to see some things. Do not do what it says in another translation. Do not do what the, it's not the pagans, the heathens. That's right. Because there's a difference. It's a difference. There's a difference. They don't, they don't want to know God. No pagan is just really one on the outskirts okay listen to this I got a question we're going in Genesis 2 7 we, we read that about the nephesh right now, now think about this for a minute just look at where we are as believers okay it's still the same old thing a tree Mm. It's still the same old thing, a tree. They've been using tree worship. I'm talking about all the way back to Nimrod, right after the flood. It was part, it was phallic worship. (sighs) Think about it. In the garden. What was the issue? A tree. (laughs) What's the issue today? A tree. And it should not be found amongst none of you. I don't care what you call it. See, it's the same thing when it comes to male and female. You're just calling yourself a man, but you're a woman. Or you're just calling yourself a woman, but it's a man. No, no, it's not. That's not the truth. Evergreens. Why, why was it evergreens? Because they stay green when? All year round. It represented life, fertility. This is why they used it. Astropose, that's the same thing. Santa Claus, he's the what? He's, he's, where is he at? In the north, on the North Pole. So you don't understand it. You look in the Bible, you say, the king of the north. He was not good. See, but we can't see what we need to see. He's the king of the north. The Bible tells you about the king of the north. See, we, y'all ain't ready. Did y'all ready? Did y'all come to learn something or what? See, what I'm doing is trying to deprogram you. You don't feel guilty with your family. You have understanding. They don't want to know. Y'all, y'all want everybody just to lie to you. Hey, teacher, Satan is, listen, listen, a tree. We are still letting Satan mess with and manipulate us with a tree. With a tree. We haven't. Listen. 
We haven't learned anything from Genesis. No, we haven't. Humankind, humankind thinking has not changed much since the garden. Since the garden experience. We are still justifying our rebellion and our disobedience, listen, to the commands of God. Y'all not ready. Y'all are not ready. I'm going to let y'all go in a little bit because we, we, got, we got, what's it called tonight? We got uh, Hanukkah tonight. I got something I want to get with you. Watch this. Watch this. So your family and Christmas. How many of y'all, everybody here probably got an issue with somebody in family with Christmas. Maybe most of you. Okay? Friend, co-worker, somebody. So what's happening here? Let, let's lose, let's, let me use Scrooge. Let me use Scrooge, something that y'all are familiar with. So Scrooge was opposed, that's right, was opposed to everything that was Christmas, won't he? He was opposed to everything that was Christmas, right? He was different. Yeah? <laughs> Woo, look, at, look, at, look at the people. He opposed the gift giving. Oh, definitely the love. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Okay. So, what came to visit him? Spirits. The spirits of what? Past, present, and future. Oh, it's just a story. Right? That's what we say. Oh, it's just a Scrooge a church. The other day, they got the whole story of Scrooge out there, the church. Big old banister out there. Watch this. Three spirits visit him, the past, present, and future. A false spirit of God. A false trinity. Because God said what? I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. times y'all don't watch this movie y'all can't see see i'm trying to get you to see this is what a shepherd does i'm going to pull back and show y'all where y'all need to eat from but what what is what what is the whole purpose of this what is the whole purpose of this mm. what is the whole purpose of this who is the same yesterday today and ever god is and in the end of this story after much Manipulation. What did Ebenezer Scrooge do? He gave in. And got the spirit of Christmas. He became a Saturnalia worshiper. Didn't he? Didn't he? So Satan's plan is for the whole world. Uh-oh. So Satan's plan for the whole world is to convert. I mean, you got Asians, you got, I mean, people, some Buddhists here, everybody is celebrating the spirit 
of Christmas. Okay. That's right. I could go over there too. I could. I could. See, you have to be careful. See, in this time of the winter solstice, see, there were festivals all over, all kind of festivals at this time. And I was telling them, well, that, that might be get too deep for y'all on that one. So, uh, and take it a little nicer for you. Okay, let's go about the Grinch. What did he do? He despised. He despised. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He despised everything Christmas, didn't he? Who kept coming to him? See, y'all see that, but it's children. It's children. All right. So in the end with the Grinch, what did he do? He gave in. Yeah. He gave in. Yeah. All right. What did I tell y'all? One of the adjectives for soul was heart too. Mind. So this is what Satan is doing. He's reaching in to your soul. And he's changing and converting the whole church. That Christmas tree ain't nothing but a golden calf. It represents what? Christ. They're representing the communication, talking to him. Yeah. You're saying that that represents God. No, that doesn't. Not because you said it, but the origins of where it came from. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Mm-mm. The lights didn't come on to the tree until uh, Martin Luther. Anybody ever studied Martin Luther? I ain't talking about Martin Luther King, civil rights. All right, I'm talking about the Reformation, Protestant Reformation. Okay, so those are very good things to understand because at one point, of course, he was against the Jewish people. At one point... You got to understand when you do a real research, you'll find out that at one point for his understanding about getting grace is that he said that it's okay to go out and rape and pillage because now you can see God's grace on your life. He changed that later on in his views. Okay? Yeah. Just letting you know. You need to know and what split the church, the Reformation. You need to know what split Protestant and, you know, and Catholics. You need to know what happened. Okay? This is some of the things that, you know, I know most Christians don't want to learn this stuff, but it's vital to your survival. Yeah. Amen? That's so why you got to be at a place that teaches the truth. <laughs> it's a different. You got teachers, but they ain't teaching the truth. So listen to this. So the same story I told you, end in the same way, right? They are designed, these spirits are designed to change the way we think. It's Satan back in the garden. All the churches of the living God can't see that Satan is behind the false worship of God. The churches can't see it. That is false worship. 
They can't see it. And the prince of this world has blinded. Yes, they're blind. Listen to this. I told you it's like the golden calf. This Christmas thing is setting our children right from the beginning for actually what this is is actually when you're doing it, you're actually giving your children. First, you're lying to them. You're actually giving your children over to Satan. See, I told you, it's a, it's a philosophy behind what he does. Okay? He, he's, he has a reason why he does what he does. So watch this. Watch this. Tree worship, I told you, goes all the way back, right? To the beginning of time. From the Canaanites, the Celtics, Baal worship, right? The New England, you know, church, Puritans, all of them, right? Romans 6, 23. Watch this. Romans 6, 23. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages which sin pays is death, but the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through and in union with Jesus Christ our Lord. So the wages of sin is death. So... When Christmas at one point was illegal in the Americas to the 1800s, right? Well, what happened? What happened? What happened? Why did it change? They saw Queen, I guess, uh, Victoria. I guess they saw her with a, a picture of her around a Christmas tree in her family. That's what changed the law that the Queen is doing it. It must be okay. If Pastor Rod is doing it, it must be okay. If the church is doing it, it must be okay. Mm. Watch this. So why did it become legal? Guess who got involved after they saw that picture? The bankers. The bankers got involved. That's who run and legislate, you know, to your government. It's the money talks. The bankers got involved, teacher. This is what they said. The wages of sin is death. It's a penalty. So what does Satan do? He monetizes, he monetizes Christmas. Taxes. Y'all ain't getting it. Woo, the wages of sin is death. It was illegal here. But sin pays. So every time they show you, okay, the card was advertisement. The card was advertisement. What is America known for when you watch TV? Commercials. Advert. 
chastisement. Okay, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna ask. I mean, maybe y'all might know this one. Watch, watch this. Sorcery, spiritual. So y'all remember Bewitch? What was her husband? He was an advertiser. He worked for an advertising agency. She was a witch. He worked for an advertising agency. Y'all want me to sit down? It's right in plain sight. So he gets your kids. It ain't for you. It's for your kids. So it'll be for their kids. It's about money. The wages of death, listen, of sin is death. Satan got you. False worship. The wor- listen, the wages of sin is death. Satan said, I got you. I got your soul. <laughs> I got your mind. I got your will. How does it feel? Listen, I got you in sin, and you don't think you in sin. I got you in sin, and you don't think you in sin because, listen, not only are you in sin, you are in debt. You are in debt to me. (laughs) You're indebted. The Bible says, oh, no man but to love them. So he's working on your kids. All the commercials, all the advertisement is for the kids, for their generation. So they will continue the wages of sin. It will continue the worship. It was illegal at first. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world? So you're teaching your children the same thing. To embrace the lies for the sake of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm. You need to know this. So engraved behavior is developed over time. Engraved behavior is developed over time. And every time you see an advertisement, you, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Man, I want to go in some more. I didn't go in because I want to talk about this sin. But I don't have time. I hope at some point something was relayed to you. Some understanding about what you see in the world, what you see in the church, and what are we to do with it. First, you must see and understand Satan's plan. And this is not new. You cannot worship God and present to him what you choose and what you think is right. You have to go to the word of God and he will tell you exactly what to do. How to do it. It's all about Feasts and festivals, but none were of God. Then I can get into 
Catholicism and how and when it was, you know, designated and how all these things are established. You know, I told y'all, y'all should watch True for Tradition. And that will help you with a lot of things. But that's to me, there's still some, there's some good stuff. But th there's some other things that are even deeper. If you really understand what Satan is doing to the body of Christ. Y'all hear me? He's really in there, real deep. His roots are so deep, we're offended when we say we don't celebrate listen, Christmas because people don't know what Christmas is. They don't know the root of it. They don't know the origin of it. It doesn't matter if that is in my house. That, matter of fact, that witch said a Christmas tree is an altar. You can say and believe whatever you want to believe and make it up to whatever you want and dress it up, you know, but it's still an altar. This is what they use. Amen? Amen. All right. There's some more. We're going to get in, but I don't have time because we got Hanukkah today. I'm going to help y'all on that, too. Boy. I'm going to help you understand what that is really all about, too. Because they've gone in and destroyed that, too. Amen. Hey, teacher. Hi, Pastor. Can we give God a hand clap of praise and adoration for the engrafted word that's able to save your soul, bringing to the right way of thinking and behavior, to bring you to focus and let you know what you should be thinking and how you should be behaving. Amen. Um, two words came out uh, to me in reference to this entire teaching. And then I posed a question to Holy Spirit. Why, why do you have to, or why is it necessary to tell your people that's called by your name not to worship things of the world? We are, we are his people. Why is it necessary to tell his people, which he has called to himself, for himself, and not for yourself? So the word good and best came up to me. So what I do as a student, I'm sitting out here and I'm listening and I'm saying, God, what are you saying to me? And why, why do you people, why are they challenged by how they are to worship you? Why is it difficult for us to comprehend, and which he makes it very clearly, for those who want and love the truth, uh, to hear it. The word good. Good is something that we conform to the morals, really, of the universe. You conform to the, the morals of the universe, the world. That's good. That's not best. Best puts you in a place of advantage. Because it supersedes good. It is accurate. Best is accurate. Best supersedes the greatest. It supersedes 
excellence. This is why you have the advantage from what when you make a decision. You think about what is good. But then there's something that's better than good. Which is best. And best, it surpasses and has nothing to do with your reasoning. So 1 Samuel um, 15, Samuel speaks to Saul and tell him really about the Amalekites. Is that God said, I'm, I'm giving you a mission. Go in and kill everyone, everything. Because of what they have done to Israel. Kill the men and women and children and cattle. All the animals. Kill everything. They go in. They kill what they think is good. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. The best cattle they didn't kill. See, it made good sense. Morally, it just made good sense to, to keep what was good and then give this as an offering. But he gives us clear instruction. Look, so you don't have to think on this. Because if you think, if you put your thoughts into this, you're going to bring danger upon yourself. So they kept what was good. God spoke to Samuel and said, basically, you know what happened here? He didn't fulfill the mission. I said, kill everything. I didn't ask you to bring me back what you thought was good. He was going to appoint him king. So when you think about the, and I'm beginning to think about all of the holidays, the man-made things of the world. It makes you feel good. I asked my, um, my boss this. I said, um, I said, if we're going to give or do a kind act, why are we limited to a certain time of the year? I said, aren't the people cold throughout the winter? Aren't the people hungry throughout the year? Do we wait for a certain holiday for Christmas to feed, for Thanksgiving to feed? Aren't they hungry throughout the year? Don't they still need things throughout the year? This is not to make them feel good. It makes us feel good. I said, so as a department, why can't we do something throughout the year? You know why? You know what, why we don't? It's because we're doing what's good. It's a conformity to the morals of the world. This is the time to do what's good, but not what's 
best which you have an advantage and what is what supersedes excellence. That's all I got. See, man, this is real quick because I want you to leave with and even question yourself when it comes to if you want to do something, we're saying go ahead and give because you want to give. It can be Christmas. It can be whatever. It is a day. If you want to do something for the children, then I say, it's always toys. But I said, what about the senior citizen? I said, well, they're always forgotten. Anyway, I want you to reflect on that you just want to do something good or just be kind because you care, not because it's Christmas. I just want to do this just because I care. I'm doing it so it, something about it may change your life. Just whatever this small token that I'm doing, I want to just make you smile. And Christmas has nothing to do with it. It's the crisis inside of me that want to make you smile. Amen. Amen.